ain't no hypocrisy there. Just looking for something to judge. Coming around the river, critiquing a pastor's performance. What do you think this is? Entertainment? It's a soap opera? A live drama? A reality show? All that and more, actually. <laughs> Glory. I tell you the truth, grace abounds. You only really have one enemy. The law. I think Paul learned that the hard way. When the Judaizers came in and turned all his churches reprobate. Reprobate. They all came under the curse of the law. At the end of Paul's days, he had lost all his churches. About 10 million. Now, they were still Christians. <laughs> but they're kind of like American Christians. Carnal. Unwise, unspiritual, natural, earthly, and completely and totally demonized. And that's all Satan can do after you get born again. Born of the Holy Spirit is put on you religion. Because if you stay free and you grow that freedom, you will destroy the entire kingdom of Satan and his angels. I mean, you would turn the whole world into paradise if you kept growing in the spirit of holiness. You know, the one you're born again of? Born again is such a generic term in 2017. Probably worse decades ago <laughs> with the evangelical movement probably way worse you could just fill out a pamphlet and I've been born again went down to the river to pray <laughs> yeah just read about the good old way and signed a jack chick track and my name's written in the last book of life I'm a changed man uh, we called them two week Billy Grahams in Teen Challenge I saw about 350 two-week Billy Grahams. They come in, they get all excited in their strange fire, real hyper-spiritual. And then, you know, they burn out. They go back out. They're smoking crack. They're drinking alcohol. They're whoring around with whores. 350. That's how many I counted them. I actually started writing their names down. I was at Teen Challenge 22 months. Discipled by Earl Gilchrist. He's the senior pastor of River of Life Church in St. Paul. <laughs> And I just write their names down because I just knew. Because when I saw that strange fire, it's a flake. It's a phony. This one will betray us. You can't trust them as far as you can throw them. A lot of them are really obese, so you can only throw them about six inches because their God was their stomach. <laughs> they come in, man. They play every manipulative game unimaginable to just squirm through the program. You know, just to get out of jail, just to appease their family, appease their wife, appease their husband, look good in front of others. These were not real Christians. <laughs> These are fake, phony American Christians, and they're the vast majority. Now, I'm not mad at you. It's just how it is. Most Christians are not disciples. They need mentorship because discipleship would infringe upon their human rights. <laughs> it would come into cut into their free time of their own personal plans for their own life. They're not real disciples. There are real disciples, 
but they're not allowed in real Christian churches. <laughs> According to Anna Roundtree, and I know she's right, they live in caves like this. This is a cave. I'm broadcasting from my cave in North Minneapolis. Have been for nine years. They live by walking on water because they don't sink. They're above water. You know, like it's written, Jesus Christ was enthroned above the of <laughs> above the floods. Holy Ghost, have a drink. Just get out of your brain right now. It's for your spirit, not your brain. And all those blockages, all those creepy crawly things going around in those worm brains just get crucified with Christ. So the river of life can raise you from the dead. It's real. The curse is real and I think it scares the living hell out of people when they start to come out of the matrix a little bit and it's like, whoa. Potent sorcery actually has deceived the entire USA. And there's men and women, sons and daughters of Lucifer that have relationships with fallen angels that have actually done this on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Welcome to the United States of America in 2017. It's been a phenomena since 1776. So it's not really a new thing. It's just like you're waking up. <laughs> to reality. You've been sleeping and you've been sleeping real hard. Things are infinitely worse than you could have ever imagined in the demonic, in the sorcerer realm of the second heavens, in the fallen angel realm of Satan and his angels, in the realms of religion, spiritual Egypt, in the realms of rebellion, spiritual Sodom. It is more grotesque, more horrific, more disgusting reality than any human being can even comprehend or imagine. You cannot look into it in your human nature. God won't even allow you. You'd go mad. I mean, that's why every mental institute in, the, in Minnesota is at capacity and on a waiting list because dealing with reality is total madness. I mean, it's everywhere and it's like, you're dealing with demons. You're dealing with devils. And people don't want to deal with the reality of this fallen world. It is so fallen and it is so buried in sorcery, which is also known as sin or darkness on the land and deep darkness on the people, that almost nobody wants to actually deal with the situation. They'd rather just pretend like everything's okay. Live in Disneyland. Live in a fantasy world. Don't want to look into hell. Don't want to look into Tartarus. Don't want to look into Hades. Don't want to look into Gehenna. Don't want to look into the stars of the second heavens and see that they're completely controlled by Satan and his angels, all the mid-heavens, the second heavens. <laughs> People don't want to deal with reality. You have no choice. It will be forced upon you. That's why people will just cry out for death because they don't want to face reality cry out for boulders to fall on them. It is written in Revelation because everything in the spirit world is being peeled back and you will have to look at your gods. If you've served rebellion, you will look at the gods of Sodom. If you've served religion, you will look at the gods of Egypt. You will look upon the Nephilim. You will look upon Satan and his angels. It cannot be avoided. I've had to look at it my whole life because I was born into this thing predestined for ordained. I've seen demons, devils, angels since I came into this world. It's just my whole life constantly. It's just some people are spiritual, some people are natural. I'm telling you, but 
you got to get spiritual. And some people, it's just they're so gifted because they're so spiritual all the time and they can't be natural. It's just not even in their DNA to be natural beings. They can't do it. So they're often in New Age. They're often in different weird spirituality. You know, they get into the occult. They become Freemasons. They become Jesuits. They become Luciferians. Whatever. The void must be filled in the heart. But I'm telling you, all of the second heaven stuff of the wizardry, the sorcery, the witchcraft, the fallen angel starlight abuse that keeps people in darkness, which is starlight, all of that can easily be dealt with once you get your mind fortified in the mind of Christ, the third heaven mind. I'm telling you, it's impossible to deal with the situation and how bad it is. In the Marine Corps, they call it FUBAR. FUBAR. Effed up beyond all recovery. And that's really the truth. The human nature is completely FUBAR. It is so far beyond recovery <laughs> that it can't be healed. What it can be is transformed by the renewing of the mind. Metamorphosized. That's why you have to become a new creature in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Cleaning up your human nature is the sin and the curse of spiritual Egypt called religion. It is the slavery system that has almost all Christians in the entire world bewitched in the year 2017. Witchcraft that keeps you natural, unspiritual, and demonized, trying to finish in your brain what began in your spirit. There's got to be something out there. Diamond oil, essential oil, something in the natural realm that my five physical senses can latch onto in my human nature to fix me, heal me, change me. Uh-uh, doesn't exist. It does not exist. That is bewitchment. That is sorcery. That is confusion. It does not exist in the natural realm. But it does exist in Zion. Mount Zion, heavenly Jerusalem, has every single answer we need for this entire world. That is the throne of God the Father. That is the throne of Jesus Christ. That is the 24 elders' thrones around His throne in the throne room of Jesus Christ. Amen? And Isaiah 22:23 says, You also are a throne of glory and honor in our Father's house. It is written. Isaiah 22:23. You are a throne of glory. You are a throne of honor in our heavenly Father's house, the house of wine, the house of angel armies, the house of the blood sacrifice of Jesus Christ. This is what He purchased for us. Salvation, heaven on earth. I was telling people during worship tonight, decree the name of the geography out into the cloud of glory by faith. Even if you can't see the glory, even if you can't see the angels, even if you can't see Jesus Christ on the throne, just by blind faith in Jesus Christ, decree the geographical location right now into the cloud of glory that you need heaven on earth to reside in. Just say it. Toronto, Minneapolis, Seattle, Chicago, New York, Miami, Dallas, Houston, Galveston, Corpus Christi. Let's go. Los Angeles, Denver. In Jesus' name, I was seeing visions of hundreds of cities completely and totally drowned in the glory of God during worship tonight. 
I'm telling you, people don't understand what's going on because they're thinking it's coming from the natural realm. It's going to come through some fancy marketing, like some really nice, you know, computer graphics. It'll come through a man. It'll come through a woman. Yes, it will as a river of glory, but it'll be unrecognizable in its form like Jesus Christ in his third day resurrection to Mary Magdalene. Gardner man? Couldn't recognize him. Been with him three and a half years. Had no idea who this man standing before her was. Unrecognizable in the third day. What day is it? It's the third day. A day is as a thousand years. The church is not recognizing the form the Holy Ghost is doing this great awakening in. And she's utterly missing it. But nevertheless, some people that are very thirsty and very hungry are finding it. You know, the Father is leading them to the sons of God, the government of God, the sons of God, the huiest mature ones whose souls live in the third heaven continuously and never backslide. We don't, what am I going to backslide into? Be a Freemason, a Jesuit? That'd be my only option after being fortified in the third heaven. I could only become a powerful warlock and sorcerer and feel, I mean, that's blaspheming the Holy Spirit. That's the only possible way I could ever fall from this place now having grown in the Holy Spirit by grace all these years so much, so significantly, going through so much hell. So there's no backslide. We're fortified in the throne of Jesus Christ. Overcomers, gifts of Revelation 2 and 3 are marked on our flesh. 777-333. Amen? <laughs> there's seven overcomers' gifts to everyone who overcomes. What are they overcoming? The world. <laughs> the cosmos. English world and Greek Cosmos, that includes the second heavens, world, all stars, all sorcery, all angels that have fallen from grace. You gotta, because that's the only thing holding you back from total paradise drowning your cities in heavenly Jerusalem on earth. Every single time a city is mentioned in the New Testament, the whole formula of discipleship was to bring heavenly Jerusalem down upon cities. The smallest church mentioned in the New Testament, there is no such thing as, you know, these buildings in the New Testament. It doesn't exist in the Bible. It's just, that's sorcery. That's just religion. <laughs> the smallest church, according to the entire New Testament of grace, was entire cities. To the church of Ephesus, to the church of Thyatira, to the church of Cappadocia, to the church of Corinth. It's always a whole city. So what are we doing in little buildings? We're doing witchcraft. That's what we're doing. You come out of the witchcraft. You come out of the religion. You come out of Gog and Magog, buildings made by human hands, the shelters of Peter, James, and John's reaction to the mountain of transfiguration. That's how the human nature always reacts to the glory of God the Father, the third heaven. There must be something in the natural realm to encapsulate this, to encapsulate it, to sell it, to market it, to make it ours, to make it human. But God will never allow it to be human. It will always stay divine. It will always stay free. What happens is you just kill yourself by trying to change the new covenant to your liking. And that's what every pastor's done. That's what every ministry's done. I mean, I've done it a thousand times. The only reason why we're going to make it this generation is because of great grace. Because we've already done everything wrong in church history 2,000 years that Christianity can do wrong. We've already done the max of spiritual Egypt, and we've already done the max of spiritual Sodom. We have. It's true. Nothing new under the sun, like King Solomon says. So there's no room to the right or to the left. We have maxed out rebellion and religion. 
So the only thing left to do after you've totally become desolate in the wilderness is enter the promised land. Because <laughs> there's nothing left for us to do in Christianity. Nothing. Except actually figure out and find out what the blood covenant purchased for us heaven on earth. And that's what the Father is doing now sovereignly from the third heaven through all the stars reigning glory upon the nations. you got to see it. Third heaven, that's the throne of Jesus Christ that's in the Bible. Second heaven, mid-heavens, that's where the fallen angels are. That's where the war is with Michael and his angels throwing Satan, that ancient dragon, down to the earth as is written in Revelation. Where was he thrown down? From the second heavens to the earth. It is written in the book of Revelation. And woe to the inhabitants of the earth, for Satan has been thrown down to you. And he's roaring and angry because he knows his time is short. His time is short because the sons and daughters of the living God finally figured out who they are in Christ and stopped trying to be good human beings and started being divine, angelic beings called living beings or sons of God. We still have human bodies, but internally... Our hearts are the Garden of Eden, and our souls are Mount Zion. That's what he died for, a full restoration of all things. We have been bewitched, thinking that it's from the outside in. Change me physically. God doesn't even have a brain. God the Father doesn't have a brain. Hello? He doesn't have flesh. Jesus has flesh, but the Father doesn't have any flesh. So how does a being without a brain be so smart? It's called the Holy Spirit, the mind of Christ, the bright morning star. Angel intelligence is so far superior to animal brain intelligence, there's no comparison. I mean, it's absolute nonsense. The human brain is capable of so little. I mean, it's a speck of stardust. If you're honest with yourself, your human body is made out of stardust, and in a human condition, you're full of starlight. Blood is congealed light. You are a light being, but a human sinner is born into starlight. That's what the curse of the fall is. When you're born again, you're born into glory light, a different spectrum of light. You go from second heaven's light to third heaven light. That is the experience of being born of the Holy Spirit, born of the Spirit of glory. That's how significant it is. That's why Jesus Christ could say, then you'll be from above and not from below. Because you've been born of a different system of light altogether that has no death in it. The Holy Spirit, conceived of the Holy Spirit. Amen? The same exact thing Jesus Christ did. You did. Jesus was conceived of the Holy Spirit in Mary's womb. Amen? Were you born of the Holy Spirit? That's what born again is. And I know your minds have been buried in witchcraft, but it's time to get it all out. That's what the river of life is warring for in your minds. That's why people bite at us, bicker at us, argue with us, betray us and attack us ferociously on all sides because we're going up against all the witchcraft you filled your minds with of spiritual Egypt and spiritual Sodom. But we come in the name of the Lord our God, the captain of angel armies who dwells in Zion. We are from above. That's why we cannot be stopped and we cannot be defeated. We don't fight ground warfare. We fight Holy Spirit reigning from the throne of God the Father, third heaven through the second heaven through the earth, warfare. More than conquerors through Christ who loves us. Amen? That's how you become an undefeated dread champion of the living God. That's how you become so victorious in His blood sacrifice 
manifest now in the river of life. The life is in the blood. The river of life is the lifeblood of God the Father and Lord Jesus Christ through all creation, causing all creation to rejoice in the manifestation of God's holy sons. The manifestation of the sons of God are the ones who live in the river of His blood life, which means their hearts are changed. They're not two chord strand DNA beings. They're not human beings. They're three chord strand DNA beings. Ecclesiastes says a cord of three strands is not easily broken. Yeah, one strand of DNA from your mom, one strand of DNA from your dad, and a river of life through them both. That's the third strand. The river of life is what heals your DNA up through your soul and transfigures you from inside out by faith in Jesus Christ. That's what salvation in its, utter, in its fullness and uttermost is. And this generation will demonstrate it. That's what he died on the cross for, for the healing of creation. As it's written, the angel of the Lord shall rise with healing in his wings. The symbol of the medical world. Right? The serpent on the pole? The wings. <laughs> that is serpent DNA being healed by the angel of the Lord rising with healing in its wings, right through your heart, up through your brain, and out your soul in all directions, a full release of the river of life by great grace. In Jesus' name, I pray it for every single one of you at the sound of my voice. Simply just receive these words. These words are spirit and truth. These words are seeds of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Holy Spirit will water them into full maturation through your souls and you'll be transfigured by the renewing of your mind and you'll bear much fruit and fruit that lasts. In Jesus' name, amen. We love you. We'll see you tomorrow. Go Conor McGregor. <laughs>